The preseason schedule is out for your Sacramento Kings. The regular season schedule coming very, very soon. Plus, we didn't talk about Davion Mitchell when I had Kyle Boone on last time on the Locked On Kings podcast before the draft. But now we're going to spend a lot of time talking about Mitchell. And Kyle's going to share his thoughts on Mitchell coming into the draft, his fit with the Sacramento Kings. And we'll talk a lot about the De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell, and Tyrese Halliburton three-guard lineup. It's all on today's episode of the Lock. On King's podcast. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked on Kings. Hello and welcome into Locked on Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, Full coverage of your Sacramento Kings from January all the way through to December. This is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Matt George. I have the privilege of being your host here. I've been a Sacramento sports media member, Sacramento Kings media member for the last seven years. This will be my eighth season covering the Kings, both as an on-air host and a multimedia journalist from radio to television and in podcasting. I do it all, and it's all centered, of course, around your Sacramento Kings. And before we get to my conversation with CBS Sports Draft Analyst Kyle Boone, who has some amazing things to say about Davion Mitchell, and he is very honest about his confusion, just like my own confusion, when the Kings drafted Mitchell uh, on draft night. Uh, Kyle will also talk about his reservations that he has or or questioning the fit in some ways with Davion Mitchell and the Kings going forward, but nothing but praise for Mitchell, the basketball player, and thinks that the Kings uh, drafted an absolute stud. So you're going to hear from him uh, in just a little bit. Before that, though, let's go over the Sacramento Kings preseason schedule that was released. Now, I know preseason isn't the most exciting thing in the world, but it's one step closer to real Kings basketball coming back. And the best part of preseason is we're going to get to see Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, and Tyrese Halliburton play together for the first time. I'm very much looking forward to seeing if a three-guard lineup is incorporated during those preseason games, if Luke Walton and the Kings use that time to practice that a little bit or, or give it a trial run, see what works and what doesn't with those lineups. Also, we'll probably get a better idea of what Walton is thinking for his rotation. I think it's either going to be an eight- or nine-man rotation, more than likely nine, meaning four players off the bench alongside a starting five. And, I mean, Buddy Heald's still on this roster right now. Marvin Bagley's still on this roster. We don't know if both of those uh, players are still going to be on the Kings come the start of preseason, but if they are, we'll get a really good indication of where Buddy stands, where Bagley stands, the three-guard lineup, like I talked about, who's going to be the backup center, uh, if Mo Harkless is going to get playing time, if Terrence Davis is going to get opportunity off the bench, what kind of rotation Walton is going to have with his backcourt in particular. There are a lot of questions that hopefully will be answered or we'll get some kind of inclination of what's going on from preseason. So here is the preseason schedule. The Kings will open up their preseason against the defending Western Conference champions 
champions. The Phoenix Suns, that game is inside the Golden 1 Center, 7 p.m. tip on Monday, October 4th. Then on Wednesday, October 6th, the Kings will go to the Staples Center in L.A. to take on the Clippers. That's a 7.30 tip. Then Monday, October 11th, they head up to Portland to take on the Portland Trailblazers. Will the Blazers have Damian Lillard on their roster or will they not? That's quieted down a lot. Although uh, I do believe there are still uh, opportunities for Dame to be moved this offseason. If I had to put my money on it, I would say Dame would be back and the Blazers are going to try one more desperate swing for the fences uh, type move or two to really encourage him to stay, whether that's during the season, during the offseason, around the trade deadline. Who knows? My uh, my money's on Damian Lillard being on the Portland Trailblazers for that preseason game. And then finally, the Kings will conclude their preseason against the Los Angeles Lakers back in Sacramento on Thursday, October 14th, a 7 p.m. tip on that one. Then it is expected that the Kings regular season will begin on either the 16th or the 17th of October, uh, and we'll have to see when that regular season schedule is dropped. We're expecting it very, very soon, and of course, when that schedule is dropped, we will talk about it in detail here on Locked on Kings. I'm actually hoping to have a guest join me. Not sure who yet, but the two of us, we can uh, dive through, look at this roster, or rather look at the schedule, uh, and get a good idea for what stretches are extremely important for the Sacramento Kings. Well, I'm really interested in looking at the start of this schedule and seeing if the Kings can replicate their strength start that they got off to last season, but find a way to sustain it. And there always are going to be those brutal stretches, right? Where are those brutal stretches coming and how are the Kings able to work their way through that, especially with how talented the Western Conference is. And of course, we'll always pay attention to national TV schedule, although I'll put my money on the Kings getting one national TV game this year. For some reason, it always seems to be in sack and I don't count the NBA TV games as national even though I, I guess they kind of are. I don't count those. I'm talking like ESPN or TNT. It's been a millennium since the Kings have had an ESPN national TV game, or at least it feels like it. Usually TNT uh, will have a national TV game for the Kings every once in a while. They didn't have one last season, but the last two seasons, if I'm not mistaken. So the Kings are due a, a national TV game, whether it's TNT, ESPN. I hope it's in Sacramento uh, at some point. And Mark Jones should still call it because he's just that damn good. So we will uh, see what happens when the schedule is released. Look forward to that and make sure you tune into the Locked on Kings podcast when the schedule is released. We'll go over that and then some. But for right now, let's get over to my conversation uh, with CBS Sports draft analyst Kyle Boone. Actually, before we do that, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on Kings is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. And now that the preseason schedule is out, pretty soon you're going to be able to bet on these games. Once the Kings regular season schedule is out, we'll be able to bet on those games as well. And we'll start to get those future numbers of the over-under win totals for the Sacramento Kings this year. I'm very interested to see where Vegas puts uh, the Sacramento Kings in terms of win totals over-under. I'd say they're going to set it at 38.5, and and if that's the case... I'm taking the over, but I'm not taking it by much. But regardless of when it's set and what the number is, you can bet on it on betonline.ag. With the football season coming back, preseason happening right now, plus baseball season, the playoffs coming, you can bet on all of your professional sports action. There's MMA, uh, UFC action as well, professional golf, soccer. They have it all. And if you head over to BetOnline right now, they have a new sign-up deal for you. It used to be 50%. Now they're doubling it. A hundred percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Meaning is if you deposit a hundred dollars, you get a free a hundred dollars 
to play with. And then when you have that money, make sure you listen to Locked On Bets, take their advice, and make even more money on Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. By the way, the promo code to cash in on that first time uh, sign up 100% match offer is promo code Locked On, L O C K E D O N, all one word. So make sure you're taking advantage of that. Well, now that he's led the Sacramento Kings to their second Summer League championship, we're feeling a lot better about the selection of Davion Mitchell at number nine by Monty McNair and Sacramento. Although at the time that night, I remember the draft party inside the Golden One Center, some kind of odd murmurs and some confused clapping. I remember my reaction on our Locked On NBA Draft show being surprised and quite honestly, a little bit disappointed by the selection. Now, based off what we've seen out of Davion Mitchell, there's nothing but happiness uh, when it comes to what he is providing the Sacramento Kings. Before the draft, though, I spent a lot of time with my guest today, Kyle Boone. I love having him on every single year before the draft. Now, I wish I wasn't talking so much about the Kings being in the lottery every year, but one of the best parts about the draft process is having Kyle Boone from CBS Sports. He's one of their excellent draft analysts over there. Uh, having him join me and when Kyle and I were together last time before the draft happened, Kyle, how many wings were we talking about, right? We we're talking about Moses Moody, talking about Franz Wagner, talking about James Booknight and the Kings go with a guard in the draft. Just goes yep. to show who knows what we're talking about. I know. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think we we had kind of locked in on okay, it looks like they're gonna they're probably gonna select Franz Wagner, who ends up going a pick before Davion Mitchell. Um, if he was still on the board, I think it would have been a pretty interesting decision. But uh, from what we've seen from Davion Mitchell, at least in summer league, I think if you're a Kings fan, you got to be pretty excited for the future of this franchise. Davion Mitchell looks like a really good draft pick so far. What was, because we didn't talk about him. I didn't talk about Mitchell at all during the pre-draft process because mm -hmm. it's the, kind of the same way I didn't talk about Tyrese Halliburton at all uh, in last year's draft because I figured Tyrese wasn't going to be there. I knew Davion, there was a chance that he could be there, but I didn't think the Kings were going to go the guard route having De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton as, as their uh, future backcourt. So uh, right. I never got to ask you about your thoughts on Davion Mitchell heading into the draft and have they changed it all based off of what we've seen in summer league. They haven't changed at all. Davion Mitchell was a guy who I had number six on the CBS Sports Top 100 Big Board. So um, just from strictly a value standpoint, I mean, getting him at number nine in this draft is fantastic. Um, this is this is one of the best six players, in my view, um, in, in this draft class. And so I, I think um, Davion, the knock with him was, okay, he hasn't really been a good three-point shooter outside of his last season at Baylor. So you think, okay, was it just kind of an aberrational shooting year where he was amazing in an offense that was really, really good, the best in college basketball. And then two, he's a little bit older, right? He's, he's been at, at the college level for several years. You wonder about, okay, if you're taking an older guy, how much more can you improve? Um, there was even some, some scuttlebutt that I heard that, okay, if you're going to take Davion Mitchell, he's maybe a little bit on the smaller end for a point guard, um, the, the shot creation is obviously there. He's an explosive athlete defensively. He's amazing, but is he just like a backup point guard? Mm. Um, and so because of that, I think the value on him, or at least the, the view of him dropped a little bit where I ended up, I think settling him at number seven on the, on the big board. Um, I think there was a chance that he could go as high as number six, but also I, I wouldn't have been surprised had he dropped to like, number 14 in this draft. Um, and so all that being said, 
I think what we've seen from Davion Mitchell so far has been nothing short of spectacular. And the defense is obviously going to translate. That was the one thing that I was definitely confident was going to translate. Um, and some of the defensive flashes we've seen from him, it's like, wow, like I knew he'd be good, but he looks like really, really special. So I'm really excited from what I've seen from him so far. I know it's hard to recreate raw reactions to something that's happened weeks ago, but I mean, there's video of me reacting to this pick, honestly, with a negative outlook. Now, yeah. I also admitted too that no matter who the Kings selected, even if they had selected Franz Wagner, who I really thought was going to be the selection there, after the Buddy Heald trade with the Lakers fell through, everything was going to feel underwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. So I think part of my reaction to Davion Mitchell kind of fell into just that underwhelming because of what had happened uh, with right. the trade earlier on in the night. But do you remember your reaction to the Kings selecting Davion Mitchell, knowing what we knew going in that Fox and Halliburton were the future there? Yeah, it, it's the same that I have now. I'm super excited and intrigued about the, the fit because – De'Aaron Fox is playing point guard. Tyrese Halliburton is a guy you know can create offense. And then Davion Mitchell, that is, that is his calling card. Like, he's a really good creator off the ball. Um, and so I, I get you could probably play three-guard lineups, and I think each of them complements each other in different ways. So I think the fit can work. At the same time, I'm like, you know, it, it would have probably been good to get a a wing just strictly from a fit perspective. I think it would have made more sense. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of torn on it. I think it is kind of what I'm getting at. I'm excited. And I think it's going to be really interesting to watch. I'm also not entirely sure how it's going to work. And so like, I guess I'm basically waiting to reserve judgment because I, I think it, it could end up being a situation like where all three guys, because they're selfless players, because they're really good creators, like this could actually be a pretty interesting and fun team to watch. Um, I just on paper right now, I'm not exactly sold on this being like a great fit, um, at least in the short term for the Kings. You know what you said there, waiting to reserve judgment. We could basically sum up almost every single move that general manager Monty McNair has made by those words, whether it's uh, the, the moves that he made at the trade deadline last year. Now we have a little bit of a better idea of why he made the moves that he made. And we thought initially taking on money like DeLon Wright's deal uh, was going to hurt the Kings and their chance to resign Rashawn Holmes, which they did. A, they were able to bring Rashawn Holmes back. So now it's like, okay, we, we have some closure on that. Now we're able to give that a grade. I feel like this draft pick falls right into that mix, right? Because you mentioned the three guard lineup, which we are going to talk about if that guard lineup can come together and work together then you possibly are getting back-to-back -back home runs in the draft with the Tyrese Halliburton pick who's a unanimous home run or at least so far has been a unanimous home run um, going back the year before but Kyle I wanted to talk to you about Davion Mitchell filling needs because the Kings have tried to draft for need in the past and it's gotten them in trouble. They've taken need over best talent available, and, and it's, it's come back to bite them in the butt a number of times. But the more I started thinking about it, even though Davion doesn't necessarily fit a positional need for the Kings, he fills a massive defensive need as they were horrifically bad on defense last year. But also this team has lacked 
like a dog mentality, that leadership, that physical presence that I've seen out of Davion uh, so far in summer league. Now it's going to be very different when you're a rookie playing uh, with guys who are making 30 plus million dollars, 20 plus million dollars on the main roster. But one of the knocks against Davion and most players in his situation coming into the draft is when you're a little bit older, I, I, that's that's a knock against you now because maybe you won't have as long uh, of a career and a, and a team couldn't potentially have you for as long. But in that case, him being 22 years old, or this case, I think it works really, really well for him, for Sacramento, and for the day one impact I think he can make on this roster. Oh, for sure. No question. I think the huge thing for Davion Mitchell is he was clearly, I think, the most NBA-ready prospect in this class. Now, I'm super high on Cade Cunningham. I think Evan Mobley is going to be a star. Yada, yada, yada. All the caveats. Davion Mitchell, because of what he did in college – um, at Baylor, just being able to run the offense, being able to shoot threes at a high level, being able to defend, I was pretty confident that he's going to be a guy who's going to come in and step step in and compete for a spot right away and compete at a high level. Um, he was a guy, for that reason, that was linked several times to the Warriors because the Warriors, who had 7-14, and 14, everyone thought, okay, well, last year they took a swing on James Wiseman. Not that he's a bust, but it didn't totally work out, right? And Everyone had really high expectations, and he looked like a rookie. Davion Mitchell, thus far, does not look like a rookie. Not even close to it. He looks like a star. And I will say, I try my best to reserve any type of sweeping judgments based off of Summer League, right? Mm -hmm. You know, we've seen guys every single year that look like superstars who end up being just another guy in the NBA, the thing with Dave, the thing with Davion that I think is so different and puts him in a different category is, is his defense. And we can talk about his defense all day, but I think it's important to again state just how easily that is going to translate at the NBA level. Um, when you're seeing him, like the clip that went viral where he's defending James Booknight, and Booknight, Booknight has a bag. He is a guy who's going to create at a really high level in the NBA, like a guy that I think is easily going to be a 20 point per game type of score in the NBA. And the way that he's able to create his own shot and create separation on pretty much any defender was why he, we had him in our top 10, how he, how Davion was able to just completely get up underneath him and disrupt him. Like James Booknight is a top 10 player in this draft, I think. And he looked completely overwhelmed against Davion. That skill set to me is going to translate to the NBA. And so for that reason, like I'm super high on Davion. I think like even if the three-point shooting last season we saw at Baylor doesn't continue, I still think it will. Um, but even if it's not as good and it's somewhat closer to in between what we saw early in his college career, I, I think the, the value that he's going to bring on defense and then just as like a his mentality overall, like – He's a guy who wants to guard the best player on offense. He's a guy who wants to get after it and kind of set the tone on defense. Um, that that mentality, I think, going back to your point, is kind of what the Kings need. So, yeah, they, they didn't totally feel like a position of need, but mentality-wise, I think he gives the Kings something that, um, that they really, really needed. And when you go Tyrese Halliburton and Davion Mitchell in back-to-back drafts, like – Tyrese, like by all accounts, is just like first team all high character and uh, selfless. Like the way he plays, like 
he could literally play on every single NBA team. When you add that to De'Aaron Fox and to Davion Mitchell, like that is a threesome that, okay, they don't fit on paper, but those are three players that I think you would just take in a vacuum and say, okay, let's build around these guys and see what happens. The Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by our friends over at rockauto.com. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to carry all the parts that you need. Why just endure pointless or even intimidating questioning uh, when you're trying to order these parts only to run into the issues of a warehouse can only carry so many parts. Brands uh, are specific to companies that sell them. You don't have that problem at rockauto.com. You go to rockauto.com, you have access to all the brands, a variety of price points. Everything you need is on Rock Auto. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Seriously, you will save that much money on rockauto.com. And also, Rock Auto is a family business. It's important to support our family and local businesses uh, right now during this hard time. But yes, Rock Auto, a family business serving do it you selfers for over 20 years. Make sure you go uh, to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you save yourself some money by doing so. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. And of course, the Locked On Kings podcast brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar on the planet. And did you know Built Bar has a ton of delicious flavors? And you know why they have so many flavors? Because they know you like variety. However, we know that everybody has a favorite. Whether you like it or not, you do have a favorite. Like mine is mint brownie. And you can discover your favorite by trying a bunch of their different flavors like double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies, and cream by ordering a mixed box on built.com try all their different bars pick which ones are your favorite you'll love them they're covered in 100 chocolate and on top of being basically candy bars they're good for you 17 to 18 grams of protein calories ranging from 130 to 180 only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs they're amazing flavors all tasty and all healthy. So make sure you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. On draft night, Monty McNair was asked, how are you going to make these three work? How are they going to play? And I think Davion Mitchell has proven to us in summer league, even if it's just summer league, you have to find time for this man to play. He can't just be a, a 20 to 25 minute per night guy off the bench at his absolute peak. You have to find a way to play him just like you have to find a way to play both De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton. So that leads uh, us into this this three guard lineup conversation, right, Kyle? And I'm not going to ask you to to tell me why uh, it won't work or why it will work or really break it down because it, it's different. The NBA is always changing, right? But I did have a one of uh, Davion's assistants from Baylor on with me talking uh, a little bit about this three guard lineup, and he said a three guard lineup is a set that they did a lot uh, in their mm-hmm. championship run last year with Baylor. So Davion's at least familiar with it. Now that's at the NCAA level. Level, stepping up to the NBA where guys are bigger and faster despite their size, uh, that could be a little bit different. So I just wanted to ask you in your mind, looking at um, how much you know about Davion, how much you know about Tyrese Halliburton from the last two drafts, and then how much you know about De'Aaron Fox, what do you think about that three-guard lineup will work? And what do you have concerns won't work at the NBA level? 
So I can see this being like more of like a two and a half guard lineup where, and stick with me here. I actually think Tyrese could play like on the wing. Like he's got pretty good size. Um, His defensive instincts are really, really good, but he's like a connector. He doesn't necessarily have to be the guy who has the ball in his hands. He doesn't necessarily have to be the guy who is creating. And it reminds me, going even back to like when I was evaluating as a, as a draft prospect, he was compared to Lonzo Ball um, all the time. And it was in part because, okay, he's got great size. He's got really good length. He's a really good creator. Um, but there were some questions, okay, can he be like your primary shot creator? I think the answer uh, to that question, at least with Lonzo, is like probably not. Like you would probably rather him play next to a true point guard or a more ball dominant creator. I think that's probably the same with Tyrese Halliburton. And so when you pair like a connector like Tyrese Halliburton with De'Aaron Fox and with Davion Mitchell, the fit makes a ton of sense. Like Tyrese is so versatile that he is just going to be able to kind of make things cohesive in a way on this Kings roster that I think ultimately is going to be really, really beneficial on offense and on defense. They're going to have a ton of versatility and and a lot of flexibility with how they use these lineups. Tyrese is a guy we already know is a, is a very good passer. He's, he's a very high IQ player, but you don't necessarily have to have him as a, as one of the lead guards. So I can see it being like, He's kind of the guy who's who's creating and connecting, whereas Davion and De'Aaron are more like your true primary guys who are really uh, catalyzing and creating a, most of, I think, on offense. Two-part question here about Davion's defense and the, the effort that he plays with. Uh, the first part is, do you feel that that is the way that he plays, how aggressive he plays defensively? Do you think that's sustainable over an 82 game regular season, let alone the playoffs, which the Kings want to get there, but we're not going to include that yet. We're just focusing on an 82 game radio regular season for now. Do you think Davion can sustain that kind of effort? And then there was a moment in the summer league championship game where Davion was guarding Peyton Pritchard uh, mm-hmm. and he battles through a screen, doesn't bite on any fake stays in front of Pritchard bumps him a couple times. And the entire Kings bench stands up and reacts as if he had just dunked on the other end of the floor. It's a reaction that you typically only see for offensive plays, yeah. but they reacted to Davion for that defensive effort. So the uh, part two of the question is, do you think that the way Davion plays will inspire his teammates, even established teammates like a De'Aaron Fox to try and match that level defensively. Cause I think that's what the Kings are looking for or hoping for too. Yeah. The thing with, with Davion to me is I think we can kind of pontificate on like, okay, we saw it at summer league. We saw it in college. Can it, can it work for 82 games? Like I could say, uh, he might, he might wear down or, uh, you know, it, it might not be totally sustainable for 82 games, but if you pose that question to Davion, he would probably laugh in your face because yeah. if you ask his coaches in college, and, and this is more what Matt Norlander and Gary Parrish have told me, like, he's just like a relentless worker, like a guy who like you literally have to kick out of the gym because he is always, always working. And so like, he doesn't care about that question. Like, <laughs> he's going to try to give you as much as he can for 82 games. And so like just even having that mentality of like, I don't care. Like if you're concerned about, I don't care. Like I'm going to give you everything I have every single night. And okay. If it wanes and my effectiveness as a defender wanes over 82 games, 
that's fine. I'm still going to give you everything I got. So that mentality um, to me, like there, there are definitely players on this Kings roster that, that have that mentality, but the outward toughness that Davion plays with is, is something that I don't think is totally on this Kings roster. And so um, that, that mentality, like that attitude, that swagger that he plays with, I think is super infectious. Like when you're getting cheers for playing defense, yeah, that's just different. You don't see that at the NBA level. So um, his teammates are going to love playing with him. Like that is another thing that I think is, is, is really important. And I think something that clearly the Kings front office identified was like, yo, like the fit may not be like perfect on paper, but like this guy can play and people are going to love playing with him. So um, all that being said, like, I, I think it's, it's going to end up being like one of the more interesting draft picks this year, because I think he's going to play like meaningful minutes and this team is going to be really, really interesting to watch. I wanted to get your opinion really quick on the 39th pick for the Kings, Nemias Keda uh, yeah. out of Utah State, the natural seven-footer. Monty McNair said in his post-game or rather post-draft press conference that he was surprised that Keda fell that far, that Keda is an analytics-type pick with yeah. the, uh, the his double-double average, his efficient scoring, but also his three-plus block shots per game and, and nearly two steals per game. What do you think about Keda? He's on a two-way contract with the Kings, so very unlikely that he gets much time with the main roster this year. We'll probably get a lot of rep with the Stockton Kings, but the possibility of him turning into that big man, physical rim protector presence that the Kings have lacked for a long time. He's really, really interesting. I watched him at the 2019 NBA draft combine and I'll be honest. He was really bad. He was really bad. Like um, the size was really interesting. And I think there was a lot of people who were really optimistic about, you know, his, his pro potential. Um, but he kind of got ate up. Um, he's, he's not super mobile. Um, some, he just looked a little bit out of place. Um, but he's special. Like he's a guy at the college level who completely dominated at Utah state. His, his length is disruptive. Um, he, he's seven foot. He uses his length really, really well. Um, can, can block shots. And then obviously on offense, like he's just very, very efficient. Um, the analytics darling, I think is, is how you put it. I think that's accurate. Like all the analytics guys that I know are like, this guy's a top 25 player in this draft. Like, why is he not going the first round? So I didn't have him that high. Um, I think there's some limitations with his game, but from what we've seen at the summer league, like it's possible the analytics guys were right. Like this is a really good player and getting him on a two-way contract, just to even see like how he develops over the next few years, I think is really, really interesting. Last thing I have for you, Kyle, it has nothing to do with the Sacramento Kings. This draft got wild really, really quickly. I mean, you have the top three of Cunningham, Green, and Mobley, right? Scotty Barnes goes four. It's like, okay, surprising, but the Raptors took him. Kind of makes sense. Uh, Jalen Suggs goes five. All right, when's Kaminga going to go? Then Giddy goes to the Thunder at six. Uh, you have, like we mentioned, Wagner going eight, which isn't super surprising. You have Zaire Williams going 10 to the Pelicans. Then you have Joshua Primo going to the San Antonio Spurs at 12. Uh, in your mind, just walk me through your reactions after spending months upon months upon months building these mock drafts and trying to plan for this uh, this uh, draft lottery. We knew it was going to get a little crazy and a little weird, and the draft was going to start really at pick number four. But what threw you for the biggest loop on draft night? Giddy at number six, I think, was um, second most surprising. Like it was, it was definitely up there because 
there was there was some talk that okay the Grizzlies had moved up to number ten, and that was who they were targeting was was Josh Giddy. They wanted to get in that range. Um, so seeing him go number six, even with like Jonathan Kaminga on the board, like I was like, whoa! And mm-hmm. James Booknight was there. There was some talk that they were interested in James Booknight. So Booknight ends up going number eleven to the Hornets. Giddy to me was like the first. Whoa, that's a big surprise. Zaire Williams at number ten was like pick my jaw off the floor because I thought, wow, I did not think he would go that high. And I, you know, I was surprised. Um, Zaire was interesting because I did a mock draft where I projected like who has the the highest long-term ceiling. Zaire was a top 10 player on that, on that mock draft. It was just what he did at Stanford was like not impressive. He was really bad. And there was some circumstances there where it's like, okay, um, the, the team was basically living out of a hotel. He had some, some personal issues that he was working with during the season. Um, so clearly like the, the Grizzlies are just taking a huge swing. I was really impressed by that. Primo to me, I think was probably the most interesting one because this is a guy who ended up staying in the draft, but like he was 50, 50 on either going back to Alabama or staying in the draft. And those, most of those guys go in the late first round, but he ends up going number 12 with the Spurs the fact that he goes to the Spurs, it's like, oh, oh, wait, did we did we miss something? Like, yeah, yep. because the Spurs, you know, they get the benefit of the doubt where it's like, OK, these guys, they clearly like snuck him under the table. And so he's, he's been really interesting in, in summer league. Like, um, I'm really interested to see how that works. But, yeah, there's always some surprises on draft nights. Why? I think we both love the draft and and it's impossible to predict. Um, so in the predicting business, it makes you look silly sometimes. But. Uh, yeah, it was it was super fun on draft night. And then you have Kaminga and Moody both going to the Golden State Warriors, which I thought was a very solid draft for them. You have both of the Johnsons, Jalen and Keon going back to back 20 and 21. It's just, yeah. I mean, it, it, you might as well be treat this draft like you're guessing completely on a March Madness bracket and whoever hit it was like one out of 10 million, but congratulations to you if you got this lottery right. But Kyle, uh, you do such fantastic work covering the draft. I know you're already putting the work in for the uh, 2022 NBA draft. I can't wait to have you back on to talk to you about that. Although I hope we're talking about potential steals outside of the lottery for the Kings to take for once. Hopefully the Kings make the playoffs this year and that drought and don't have to worry about the lottery so much, but regardless of where we're at, uh, we will have you back on to talk about it for sure. Thank you so much for everything, my friend. I can't wait to have you back on. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Huge thank you to Kyle for coming back on the Locked On Kings podcast and joining me once again. I look forward to having him back on. You always seem to enjoy uh, when I have him on. His insight is fantastic. They do great work surrounding the draft and college basketball over at CBS Sports. Uh, So make sure you check out all of their great stuff. And Kyle, he gets his work done early, man. He's already started putting in work looking at the 2022 draft class. He'll have mock drafts and in-depth pieces and more coming out very, very shortly. So make sure you stay tuned to that. And I can't wait to have him back on Locked on Kings, hopefully in the near future. And I look forward to having you back with me on Locked on Kings when we will go over the regular season schedule that is going to be released. And to pull back the curtain a little bit, a little personal news. Many of you know that I'm expecting my first child. My son uh, was expected to be born. His due date was August 31st. But after a doctor's appointment this week, uh, my wife and I learned that uh, our doctor wants to induce my wife next week. 
So uh, that's going to have an effect on our schedule. I'm hoping to get one or two more Locked on Kings episodes out for you before that happens. Uh, but during the time that I am out, and I will probably take a week to a week and a half off or something like that from doing Locked on Kings, uh, or maybe I'll just do Locked on Kings with my son in my hands and maybe he can uh, provide his input. Uh, but I'm thinking about replaying or re-airing my uh, audio documentary that I put together about the 2001-2002 Sacramento Kings season, that infamous season, of course, the 2002 playoffs ending in the controversial loss to the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. I did a three-part audio documentary uh, about that entire season from the beginning of the season, the offseason, re-signing Chris Webber all the way through that controversial, uh, controversial game featuring names like Bobby Jackson and Doug Christie, who are a part of the production. Uh, many Many of you, I'm sure, have heard it, but if you haven't, I'm considering re-uploading it. I actually think that's the route I'm going to go. If you want me to do that, or if you're opposed to doing that, let me know for any reason. Uh, you can reach me at Matt George Sack on Twitter, uh, all one word, and the uh, that's S A C. Uh, you can also email me mattgeorgesports at gmail.com or feel free to leave uh, your your thoughts, your opinions in the comment section down below. Also, talk to me about what you thought about what Kyle Boone said about Davion Mitchell. Talk to me about the preseason schedule, what you're expecting or hoping for the regular season schedule. Send that all to me. I'd love to engage in conversation with you. So a lot of things going on right now. New job, new baby, but same old Locked on Kings podcast. I can't wait to have you back with me for the next one. Until then, my name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.